know, I know it's not easy to say no, but if you have aspirations, it's really critical that you align to the right activities right now. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. As I'm unpacking from a national women's event that occurred in Dallas just this past week, 2,000 women came together of all levels and all backgrounds. And I had three consecutive sessions where I talked to aspiring leaders about how to align for more influence and impact. I select this topic because so many women don't put a title on what they want to do next, but they often have ideas and expectations and even aspirations for where they want to have more influence and impact, where they want to throw their energy, what's important to them. And one of the key criterias of making that so is creating relevance, not only for where you're working now and the projects you're working on now, but where you want to have impact next. And to do that, you often have to find time in your schedule to make that happen. Now, as you can imagine, this is not easy as most of the women I know are already overcommitted. They're working on activities at home, in their community, with friends and family, and then they also have their full-time job that leaks or spreads into their weekends and evenings. With this, they often recognize that it's difficult to pave the path forward if you're drowning in to-dos in your current activities. So one of the activities that I walk them through, I highlight in episode number two, aligning your yeses, work, and energy for your next level of impact. Many of you have heard me talk about this, and it's something I created when I was talking to successful women on how they organize their time, day, and actions. And so many of them reminded me that you can only be as powerful as you are fulfilled. And oftentimes women take things out of their schedule that really fills them up, leaving them depleted to really work through their to-do list. So going back to episode number two and revisiting not only the episode, but also the four-page worksheet to really get clear on what's important to you now and what you're aligning to next. Because what I've learned in so many instances is that if you're not clear and decisive about what's important to you, it's very difficult to move things off your schedule and more importantly, say no to things that are trying to work their way onto your schedule. Now, the reason I decided to go forward with this episode and title is because Three women, one in each session, asked me, JJ, how do you say no? I have aspirations. I have a vision for where I want to go. But when it comes down to the moment people ask me for my time, can you do this? Can you help with this? Do you mind just contributing to this? I can't say no. I sit there. I look them directly in the eye and I say yes. So how do you say no? I first would like to admit that this is not easy for me either. In fact, in most instances, I don't come out and just say, no, I'm not interested, or no, thank you, or no, not the time, or no, not me. In fact, I almost rarely 
use the word no. But in my mind, I'm determining whether or not the ask of my time is right for me now. And as I go through the chart I outline in episode two, I look at the commitment. I look at the requester. I think about the alignment. Does it align to where I am or where I want to go? And does it give me good energy? Meaning, do I look forward to doing this? Is this aligned to my sweet spot? Is it something I actually want to do? And is it the right amount of time? That's a lot to think about. It's all outlined in episode number two, but the idea is I say yes or no to those questions in my head, and then I determine whether or not I actually want to take on the ask for my time. Now, for many of us, we do want to do a lot of things. We want to help a lot of people. We are committed to enabling, empowering, and advancing the people that we care about and the people in our community and network. But the reality is, if we spend too much time doing this, we don't spend enough time investing in our own goals. And sometimes we find ourselves with little momentum over a calendar year. So if you're someone that wants to accelerate where you have influence and impact, you really do need to be conscious about where you spend your time and what you say yes to. So with that, let me give you a few tips I use to really get to the heart of aligning your time and creating momentum for where you want to take your career and maybe even your life. For many of us, having a North Star, really knowing what's important to us and what we want to empower, inspire, advance next is really important. And I often talk about this with aligning your energy or leveraging your frequency or energy level to push something forward that's important to you, that you want to align with, or that you want to work on. So knowing what that is, is absolutely critical because it allows you to quickly assess whether or not an ask of your time is is either aligned to the work you're working on now and the things that are important now, or the things that you want to advance, move forward, invest in in the future. And I have different buckets. I have a family bucket. I have a community bucket. I have a retreat bucket. I have a book bucket. I have a work bucket. And so I have different goals that are not obviously hitting all at the same time, but that I'm working on continuously. So as requests come in for my time, I definitely assess, does this align to one of my key projects or criteria that I'm working on right now? And if I'm unsure, what questions can I ask to get more detail or give myself more time to think about it? For things that need more than five hours of my time, I give myself 24 hours to think about if I want to add it to my schedule. It's a huge commitment. Five hours is a big deal. 10 hours is a very big deal. And anything more than that really requires some thought on do I want to harness this ask and leverage the time I have towards it. So I ask things like, when is it due? Who's already working on it? What things have you already done? Is there budget? Why is it important? I'm really trying to get to the heart of the ask so that I understand if it's where I should align my energy right now. Now, if I determine that it's not really the best alignment of my energy right now, the first thing I think about is how can I help this person? How can I help this person with the task at hand? Do I know somebody? Is there an organization? Is there a person in my network? Is there something already going on that they can plug into or align with? So first and foremost, I think about how can I help this person? Second, I get a little summary. Either I write it up myself or I ask them if they have something so that I can share it with people that I think could help them with this particular ask. Third, I share it with people in my network or people at work that I think would be a better fit for the ask at this particular time. 
Now, I often do this through LinkedIn or internal communication so that people can see each other's background and work with each other directly. So I don't have to write a summary for each person on who they are, what they are, why it's important. And then fourth, I follow up. I follow up to make sure that they got some help, that they got what they needed. And I do this because I'm honored that they asked me to help them, even though it's not exactly where I need to spend my time right now or aligned to what I'm working towards at this particular time. Now, this may seem like a lot of work, but the reality is if I took on the ask for my time, it would probably take me hours to complete the task. This small action of connecting people that may be able to help with this particular ask is less than 30 minutes. And oftentimes it allows me to reconnect with people. It allows me to push opportunities towards other people, and it helps the person that spent the time asking me. For me, It's really about energy. It's about keeping my energy high and also preserving relationships that are important to me. And sometimes the best way to do that is to delegate or realign asks that come your way. Now, some of you may be thinking, this is great, JJ, for family, friends, or community, but what if it's your boss? What if it's your boss that continues to ask you to do things that you don't want to work on or that aren't really aligned to the job that you have? Well, I'm sure you're not surprised that this was the question of the second woman in the second session. She said, I'm often asked to do all these additional tasks that really aren't my job. How do I handle this? And I think it's a great question and one I've had to deal with professionally too. My trick for that is creating a spreadsheet or creating a board in your office or creating an email where you list out all the tasks, activities, or projects you're working on at work. And when new requests come in, you work with the people and your team or even your boss to say, you know what, that's a great ask. Thanks so much for that. I have a lot going on right now, so I need some help reprioritizing what is important because this seems like a really important project and I'm already working on five or six things. So let's go through the list and see where I'm already aligning my time to see what things can be moved down in priority so I can move this request up in the priority stack of what I'm working on each day. Now you may get a couple eyeballs and maybe a couple odd looks, but the reality is if you're working around the clock or well beyond normal working hours, it's likely you're taking on way too many to-dos at work. And frankly, they're going to just continue to layer them on unless you create some boundaries. The best way I've found to create boundaries is to share the work you're already doing and have them help you prioritize the requests that are coming in and the projects you already have. Now, for some of you, this might be intimidating or you might be nervous to do this because what if they fire you or they decide they don't like you or don't think you're doing the great work? Yes, all of those things may happen, but at the end of the day, you're prioritizing yourself, your knowledge, your expertise, and your time. And if you don't prioritize those things and you don't value those things, other people will not value them either. So if you're worn down, exhausted, you're likely not showing up as the best version of yourself anyways. So you don't have that much to risk because you're actually pulling back your power, pulling back your energy and aligning to fewer things so that you can make a larger impact and align to the right energy and frequency of the work that you want to deliver anyways, which will likely propel you in the direction you desire because you are more whole. 
So let me just repeat that. It's important for you to value your time, value your work, and prioritize the projects you're working on. And oftentimes you need help from the people you're working with, whether it's your boss, your boss's boss, your coworkers, so that you can focus on the key projects and initiatives and you're not draining yourself dry on projects and initiatives that are nice to have, but aren't really core to the business. And for some of you, this may be documentation. This might be ordering things. This could be organizing parties, cleaning out the refrigerator, doing things that need to be done in the office, but might not need to be done by you. And so prioritizing and investing by creating boundaries, by having discussions, by helping people prioritize what's important. These are strategic conversations that really help you show up in a different way at work and also allow you to focus on things that you can really create momentum and value and not be bogged down by all these things that are asked of you because you've often said yes. And so people think they can just push things your way. So let me share, this takes time. This takes time because you're showing up in a new way. You're creating new boundaries. You're valuing your time and you're prioritizing not only where you are in the projects you're working on now, but where you want to have momentum next. And to do that, you often need to create time in your schedule to have different meetings, have different conversations, work on new projects, maybe get a different skill set. And if you have aspirations to have more influence and impact, you often have to say no so that you have time and space in your schedule. Now, I'm not going to jump into delegation too much in this episode. I really like to dedicate an entire episode to delegation, but the reality is it has general themes, is that you need to create space in your schedule for activities, projects, and alignment for where you want to have impact next. And if you're working on too many things that aren't at the right pay level or really shouldn't be landing on your desk, you often have to find ways to move those yeses you've already said around so that you create space for activities that will catapult you in the direction you desire. This is not easy. It's not an easy topic. It's not an easy behavior to create. But if you have aspirations, if you have a North Star you're running towards, my best advice is start small. Find a few things that you can push elsewhere, delegate to other people, or even align activities. It takes time and practice to really harness this skill, but I know you can do it. And if you really have a desire for more influence and impact. It is a must to create that space and momentum. So thank you for joining me. If you have strategies on how you say no or how you delegate, please send them to me at hello at jjdgeronimo.com. I look forward to seeing you again here next time.